Welcome back to the All Right Lab podcast. We've got a bit of a, a surprise episode today, to say the least. It's, it's just myself and Sam today, uh, and we're discussing a topic that mainly came out overnight. Uh, myself and Sam decided to do this today because we felt it was important to put our side of the story across, get some of your views, and really talk about the big issue at the moment, which is the, the European Super League. Now, I think all of you listening have probably heard of it. It's exploded over the last day. Um, you know, it's. I think it's one of the worst things that I've ever read about that could possibly happen in football. Um, to, to put it briefly, it's a, a new style of European competition in which the biggest teams in the world all take... It's basically the new Champions League, but worse on steroids <laughs> on steroids yeah to put it to put it briefly um there's been 12 founding members of this league so from england you've got arsenal man united man city chelsea tottenham and liverpool from spain you've got barcelona real madrid atletico madrid uh, and then from italy you've got juventus inter milan and ac milan now this new competition I think you could say it's a breakaway league. These mm. teams no longer want to partake in the in the Champions League, in the Europa League. And I think, well, I think we all know it, it's down to funds. Mm. Um, I was reading earlier that for taking part, these, I think altogether there's 20 teams taking part. There's a, a, a fund of $3.5 billion. Stupid. It is stupid. It is, it, it's stupid for for such a competition. It's it's ridiculous. Now, when I was looking, I found an article by someone who's really into football finances and stuff, and he was saying that the big teams, e.g., Barcelona, Jerome Madrid, they don't have to qualify for this competition. They're just automatically in it. They have to qualify, even if they finish tenth in the league, they'll still be in this Super League. And as, as for taking part, they automatically get 300 million and they don't have to qualify. Whereas teams who do have to qualify, for example, like we have in the Premier League, you know, fifth place gets Europa League. That team, let's say, example, Everton, if Everton qualify and then go all the way through it, reach the final and win the final, they will get less for winning the whole thing than teams like Man United Wolf for just taking part, which I feel is really, really wrong. And the only reason that they're in a position to have this wealth is because of the other teams. Mm. I mean, when you're in the Premier League, you're looking at the big, the big six. I don't really feel like the big six are the big six anymore. When you look no. at recent mm. times, you know, maybe Man City, you could argue, yeah, they've, They've won a lot of trophies. Same with sort of same with Chelsea. They've won a few Premier Leagues in the last few years. But you know, you look at teams like Spurs, Arsenal, Man United, they've not really done anything of any credibility over the last few years. Man United have won a couple of Europa Leagues. All about all about history then. Yeah, but, basically all about history, size of the club, and how wealthy the owners are. That's all it's about. You look at the owners of these teams, how rich they are. It's ridiculous. They, they don't care about 
what what we want. I mean, me and you, Sam, we support Derby, so we're not really in this debate because I don't think we'll be playing in any European European competition for a long, long time. But you know, if if you put yourself in the position of you know Liverpool fans or or United fans, they're some of the most loyal fans this country have got, mm. and their their whole identity as that football club is just being stripped away in twenty five by their owners. Yeah, stripped away in a day by their owners. Mm, ridiculous. I mean, yeah, the history of the of the clubs isn't going to go anywhere. You know, that's that's written in history. But the future of that football club, you know, there'll probably be 60, 70 year old Liverpool fans who've been going all their life, have so much passion for the club, and that's being killed by people that just want more money. Mm. And I feel like this is something that's not going to go away for a long, long time purely because of how how greedy they are. You know, you look at teams like Liverpool, Man United, Man City, all some of the richest clubs in the Premier League spend millions and millions of pounds, but the only reason that they're doing this is because they've been making considerable losses over the last few years, especially the last year due to the coronavirus. And now they've, they thought, oh, well, you know, we've lost about, a billion pound combined let's go and make a new league make it all back and i feel like that's re- it just completely undermines sportsmanship when you look at the, the premier league you look at teams like man united liverpool at the top and then you look towards the bottom and you start to see teams like you know your Bur- no disrespect to them but teams like burnley who have i think one of the lowest wage budgets in the league that i remember a couple of years ago they were in the europa league mm. If you take away that top six, you're taking away a lot of the competitiveness out of that league in terms of, okay, maybe it might get a bit boring if Man City win the league three years in a row and win this trophy and the next trophy, but there's still a competitiveness there because other teams want, they all want want it exactly the same. Um, But to me, it's just, it's ridiculous, mate. It's great. Just going back to the point of you just just back just saying then um, teams like obviously you got your top six because they've like I saw an article last night and they just turned around and just said they can't participate in like FA cups FA cups yeah. like it is it's ridiculous obviously because we're Derby fans going to that point as well we rely on big teams. We rely yeah. on big teams of bringing in our money. Let's like we played Liverpool a couple of seasons ago under Steve McLaren. Um, yeah, we got lost three 0 but that gave us a good budget for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I feel like you see as well with Derby, we're in not the minute, but we're in quite a fortunate position to have an owner that and being a, a position as a club where we're not poor. Do you know what I mean? Like we're not str- yeah. we're not like a, a non-league team, for example, who rely on gate revenues in order to to mm. fund the club if you look at teams i remember when lincoln city went on that run yeah when they were non-league the amount of money that they would have got from that run to progress the club is ridiculous now they had you know they went to the emirates for example and they took like seven thousand there yeah that that is football in its entirety mm. 
the fact that a team from non-league in this country can go into a domestic cup and play a team right at the top. That's what it's all about. It's not yeah. about the top six in England playing the top three in Spain. That's what you've got the Champions League for. Exactly. That's what you've got the Europa League for. So the teams aren't at the very top, but the ones who might be having a decent season, for example, West Ham. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Can go and face these teams. West Ham could have been in a, a Champions League group with Real Madrid next season. And now that's been stripped away. They might still be in the Champions League, I don't know. But the, the magic of it all has just faded because of what these teams have done. Yeah. And I just, I find it so, so, so mm. disheartening in a way that purely based on how much money you have and how much power you have, you can completely destroy the football pyramid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people, people might say, oh, well, you know, if the top six teams leave, then we might get a chance to be a top six team. And that's all well and good. But if you look at how much the top six teams bring to English football in terms of spectators, money, things that are like everything that they do is pretty much crucial to mm. the Premier League. Because people, again, not disrespecting any smaller clubs, but nobody's going to want to pay for Sky Sports just to watch like Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Nobody's going to want to pay £40 a month to watch that. They don't. Maybe their fans do, but then they're also watching, you know, Manchester derbies, Liverpool, Everton, things like that. So to me, I think it all, do I think it will cripple football? Maybe, but I don't think it will be something that, you know, we won't have anything mm. anymore. So uh, it's annoyed me, mate. It's really annoyed me. Yeah, it's, it's annoyed me as well. It's annoyed everyone, mate. I'm not being funny. You've seen Gary Neville last night in that interview. That's probably the best interview I've ever seen. That is, I'm not being funny as well. That is the best interview I have seen from an ex-football player. He, he set the standards straight. He, he, he was unreal. Whatever, what that statement he came out and said, everything about that was true. You know, it's just greed. It is greed at the end of the day. They don't care. It's like they said, they put their revenue. It's like the revenue is more important um, than the good of the game. Is that Like they said that. The good of the game is a secondary uh, yeah, objective. I've, just on that, I've actually got that quote right in front of me. Hmm. It's from a, a board member of an un, unnamed English team saying that our job is to maximise our revenues. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. The clubs don't care about the backlash and the opinions of the fans. This isn't a cult war. It's, uh, it's a nuclear war. To be honest, though, the owners are not that worried about the backlash and they were expecting it. Their job is to maximise profits. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. Now, if, if that club gets named, for example, Liverpool, if Liverpool fans are reading or any, any fan is reading that their owner doesn't care about the good of the game, because saying the good of the game, it could, could mean anything. It could mean the structure of the league. It could mm. mean the finances in it. But more than anything, more than any league made or, or, or lost, it's about the fans. And without these fans, these owners wouldn't be where they are. Exactly. exactly. You know, you look at, you look at 
teams like Manchester United sell out every week. Liverpool, I read you have to wait years to even get on the list for a season ticket. You know, these are sets of die-hard fans that yeah. love their club. Exactly. Going, going to that point of Liverpool, my my mate, we tried to get him on the podcast today, Corey. Um, him and his dad have been in a waiting list for seven, seven years, something like that, something ridiculous like that, just to try and get a season ticket. Corey, the last time he went to a Liverpool game, this is how hard it is. It was in 2000, 2014. They were against Norwich away. That's the last time he went to a Liverpool game because of how hard it is to get tickets. It's, it's it, Yeah, it, it's stupid, mate. And I feel like, obviously, at the minute, we can't go due to coronavirus, but mm. I don't feel like fans of these clubs want to go and watch this competition because I feel like, see, with the Champions League and with the Europa League, it's, it's, it's the magic of it. You know, you, you you finish first to fourth in the league and mm. you look forward to it. You go into that competition and it's special because you've had to work for that. Whereas this new competition, all right, yeah, you're, you're a, a big club and you've got rich owners. Yeah, you free pass. So you, they're not having to work for it at all. And then it's like with the Champions League as well you're playing different teams all the time. Mm. You know, you put in different groups, different teams might qualify. For example, back, back to West Ham. If West Ham qualify this season, that's magical. It's like when Leicester in it, it's yeah. something that doesn't happen. I mean, Leicester are going to be in it again this season, but stuff like that, it doesn't happen, especially for West Ham fans. You know, they nearly got relegated last season and now they're on the verge of Champions League football. Mm. But then you want to tell me that these big six clubs are going to break away and make a league in which they don't have to do anything special, but they want to treat it as though it is. Mm. So I feel like at this moment in time, it's a big farce. Mm. It's, it's something which I don't think many fans will enjoy. Oh, no, no. no I think not. there's obviously going to be diehard fans that still go because they mm. love the club. I mean, if, if Derby were in it, I'll be honest, I'll probably still go. Mm. But... It won't be the same. Well, yeah, exactly. If you love the club, you do it. But I feel like people's love for the club isn't being considered at all. The only thing being considered is their own back pocket. Exactly. And their own ability to to minimize losses or maximize mm. profits because it if I, I was reading that they want to make this midweek and they've all okay. left the european football association so they could all play in it midweek mm. so they can't play in the champions league anymore no it's just like uh, i've seen the on twitter there's a um it's like a, a reporting, like a reporting like account, and they um they, they came out and said like Liverpool officially left the European Club Association, but because they've done that, they can never ever play Europa League or Champions League football again. That that's gone out the window. They cannot do that no more. Yeah, it's. I think taking that step 
it shows everybody in football how serious they are about it. Mm. But why would you sacrifice that? Like, if this all goes down the path, they, are they going to just walk in and think, oh, I'm a big club, so, you know, you have to let me back in? Mm. But to me, I don't think... If you're going to do something like this, do it with the Champions League, do exactly. it with the Europa League. Exactly. I mean, for example, um, the, the new Champions League tournament layout is near enough symmetrical to what this is, this new Super League. For the, the Super League... Um, like the way it works, I'll just get the, the way it works up in front of me. So you have your 12 founding teams mm. and then there's like five other teams that qualify and then through. There's 20 teams altogether. You split them into two groups of 10 and then the top four go to the knockouts and then it's like a quarterfinal, semifinal, final. So you're going to have to play through a league to then get to knockouts to then win it, which is what, what the new Champions League is trying to do. You know, the, the new Champions League format is 36 teams instead of 32. Uh, new spots for elite clubs that fail to qualify. So I would imagine that's, you know, your, your fifth or sixth place team or maybe just a big six team. Mm. Uh, there's one league instead of groups. The best eight of that league reach knockouts then the other teams qualify through playoff rounds and every club then is guaranteed 10 games which increases revenue but it, that you're still qualifying for it mm. so it, if that comes in it's not until 2024 but if it comes in next season you know you can have Man City Man United Leicester probably West Ham yeah Leicester and West Ham are going to thrive off of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Whereas your teams like Man City, they're not going to... I'm not going to say they're not bothered because I know the fans are really bothered about it, but they're not... The owners aren't fussed. No. They're not fussed. The only reason that they're doing this breakaway is like to, to, to benefit themselves. Exactly. I've seen today already Liverpool fans putting banners up outside Anfield. Yes. Chelsea fans are going to protest tomorrow. 5.30, These, yeah. The, the, the fans don't want it. Right. And if, if, if they break away, you know, FIFA have said no, UEFA have said no, Premier League have said no, Boris Johnson. French League have said no, <laughs> even Boris, you know it's bad when Boris Johnson <laughs> says no. This man can't even feed kids in his own country. We have to rely, we have to rely no on a footballer. To, Exactly. We have to rely on Marcus Rashford to feed kids in this country. But even the Prime Minister has said he doesn't want it and that he promises that it won't go ahead. No. That's how you like that's how bad it is. And I feel like you know, some people might take the piss out of it a little bit and say, Oh, well, you know, this, that, and the next thing. But in all seriousness, it's a league full of greed. It is. There's no passion. The teams that are in that league. With maybe the excuse of the Milans and teams like that, there's no passion for football from them owners, not at all. You look at Arsenal, Arsenal, their owner, he don't care about football. No. Maybe the, the two Milan owners 
I'm not sure who they are, but they, these teams owners don't care. It's a business. And I feel like we've reached that stage. We reached it a long time ago when a lot of money was coming in and agents came in and big transfer fees, big wages. Football is no longer a game. It's a business. And that's why clubs are full of businessmen to just maximise profits, make themselves money. Now, fair enough, you might like some teams spend a lot of money, for example, Man City, but to their owners, that's pocket change. Mm. And that's just revenue that they get anyway from the Premier League and the Champions League and different cup competitions and sponsors. They're not fussed about what the fans want. No. I mean, me and you both know for a fact, the top six clubs fans, even though, you know, you've got a lot of smaller teams in the Premier League now than there has been before, mm. Them fans want to go to them places. Exactly. They want to play Premier League football. They don't yeah. want to be playing Barcelona and Real Madrid every week. They don't want it. And that's what's going to happen if they choose to break away when all these football associations have rejected it. Mm. Because if they go, you know, like Neville was saying yesterday, they should be banned from the Premier League. They should just be abolished. Yeah. Relegate them. Don't even relegate them. Just get rid of them. Yeah. Exactly. So, to me, if I was these fans, like Liverpool are doing, like Chelsea are doing, I would not buy anything from the club. I wouldn't renew any season tickets. And I doubt they're protesting until they come out and say that they're not going to do it. But they're not, because the owners of these clubs aren't sat in the offices of that stadium. They're sat over in America or over in Dubai you know, with their feet up on the desk, smoking a mm. cigar, they don't care. Why are they bothered about 60,000 people in Manchester who aren't happy? They're not, because they mm. sat there and look at the bank balance and they see zero after zero, and that's that. That's, that's all they're bothered about. Football is a livelihood, and for a lot of people, I feel like it's an escape. Yeah. Is. Which is why I feel like being part of so many different competitions is so special because you don't it's not a normality you have to work to get there you have to work to stay there mm. you know these top six clubs it's not a god-given right that they should be taking part in any competition at all just because of the size of the club no like fair play man united are one of the biggest clubs in the world but that doesn't mean that just because they're one of the biggest clubs in the world that they have the ability to do whatever they want. No, I'm not, not being funny as well. You, you're talking about um, them being a big team, like obviously, because Man United's got probably one of the biggest histories ever. Ever. So you're taking a big team like Man City, who have got, I'm not being funny, no history at all. They've, they've they got... They, they basically got founded in 2010's era. Yeah, it was, they it got was the founded. Did it? Yeah, they got founded by oil money, mate. You look. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say it. If Man United are a big team and they're in this new Super League, so are Forest. Exactly. Go yeah, on, exactly. Nottingham Forest. Forest are one of the big. Even though Derby fans, Nottingham Forest are one of the biggest clubs in they this are. country. They are. They're massive, mate. That hurts me to say, mate. But they, yeah, it's got, it does. It's got to the it does, point but... where. Forest are one of the biggest teams in England, and I mean, I'm saying I, that of my heart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we take the piss saying they live in the past because they've won two Champions Leagues. 
but a lot of other teams in this country have not won two Champions League what trophies. What I do, what I do to win a Champions League, mate. What Is I that, do yeah, to exactly. say, to say, yeah, what have you done? We've won a Champions League. Forest yeah, fans, exactly. they love it. And fair play to them, mate. I don't care anymore. If you if this happened a couple of seasons ago, I'd be fucking fuming. All right. But just because this whole thing has happened and all the football fans have come together about this whole situation, it has not bothered me one bit. Forest fans, yeah, you can have your two Champions Leagues. I'm proud of you. You can boast it as much as you want. It doesn't mind. Yeah, Derby have won two Division Ones. We've won an FA Cup. That's still history. What have, what have Man City done past two thousands? They haven't. Like Tottenham. Tottenham, they've yeah, they've won cups like 1940s, 1950s. They've won cups. But how many? Four, five? Yeah, exactly. It's it nowadays, mate. It's not it's not based on your success as a club. It's based on it's who can you bring in, how much money have you got, and where are you gonna be? Because mm. if players don't want to come to the Premier League, even right. if you know Everton, they've splashed out a load of money. I mean, I'm surprised James Rodriguez went there. He only went there because of Ancelotti. But if they go and splash out or want to splash out 100 million on somebody, Haaland, for example, he's not going to want to go there if they're not playing in the Champions League. No. They want to play that kind of football. But if you're only in one competition, which is the Europe, well, the European Super League, why, why should that be deemed special? Because mm. it would just become a boring normality you're not going to be looking forward to playing Barcelona once every three it's years. Not, it's not going to be, years. yeah, exactly. It's not going to be a big team anymore. It's just going to become a, the league. Yeah. It's mm. shit. When, when you look at the teams taking part, AC Man, they've not won a league since 2011. Inter Milan, not won a league since 2010. Juventus are fourth in the Serie A. Arsenal haven't won a league since 2004. Man United, 2013. Yeah. Chelsea are fifth. Spurs haven't won a Premier League Ever. Ever. So why are they in there? Exactly. Why are they in there? Just because of their the financial situation that they're in. Exactly. It's, it's not about... going to benefit. It's not going to benefit us, is it? It's not going to no. benefit Derby no. if they go in. No. It's not going to benefit any other Premier League team. It might benefit, you know, your likes of Barnsley or teams in the top six in it if the Premier League top six get thrown out. Yeah. Because they'll go up. And that's special for Barnsley. But I feel like you, you, you're just ruining football. Mm. You're just taking the core values of football, sportsmanship, the whole thing is just out the window. Yeah, 100, no 100 no... years of history is basically just fucked off down the drain, mate. Exactly. There's no passion in what they're doing. The little, like, Champions League, for example, you know for a fact, if West Ham get Champions League and fans can go back next season... The London Stadium will be filled to the brim. Oh, yeah. And then fans will be, like, roaring. Same with Leicester. When they were in the uh, Champions League last time, it was exactly the same. Whereas when you're going in this new competition, are Liverpool fans really want to go and spend all their money going abroad, going to Torino to go and watch Liverpool-Juventus for the second time that year? Hmm. I don't think they're going to want to do it. You've got, what, the top six? So you've got, what, five other games in England? The rest are hmm. all away. Hmm. If they get kicked out of the Premier League, apart from five, 
all the rest are in different countries. Exactly. How is that fair on the fans? How is that a representation of what the fans want? It's It's, it's not. Exactly, it's not. It's not. And I feel like no, no football fan in the world, whether they support these teams taking part or not, no football fan has been considered in this move. No. At all. You have not seen one thing about mentioning a football fan. You haven't. It's just been... UEFA, 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 UEFA this, UEFA that, Champions League this, Champions League that. Oh, we'll throw in a name of a top six team. We'll throw in the manager's name. You don't see anything to do with the fans. These fans have, have, create, have created groups of like social media groups, Facebook groups, Twitter groups. They've created podcasts. They've created places where fans can just go and express their feelings arsenal fan tv after the game they can go and interview them about the game that's what it's all about but now you've took that away from the fans just because you want money three and a half billion sat in your fucking bank that is all that's all they want they don't care about the fans opinions they do not care one bit i don't think it will make a difference what what the fans say anyway it won't if you want me to be honest if you want my opinion i don't think it will happen because i feel like the leagues and the football associations, they'll just tell them off you go then. And I don't think they will. I don't think it'll be beneficial to them. But if we're talking as though it is, you they're just going to lose everything. Mm. Maybe not everything in the sense of their, you know, history or the fans are still going to love that club, but they're mm. not going to love the club for what they're doing. They're going to love the club for what they were and what they did. Mm. And I don't, and I think a lot of fans, you know, we hear about Man City fans and how great the shape man, you know, shape man saw is because he's, he's taken them up levels. Yeah. But how, how, how do you feel now that all that, you know, they've still got the success, but it's just being undermined completely by 12 clubs in Europe that want more money and that will get more money if they do this. Mm. They're going to, I don't think there'll be sellout crowds at stadiums if they do this. I don't think there'll be hardly any match day revenue. The revenue will come from TV, but even then I don't think people are going to want to pay to see it. It's like I I saw on um, Twitter earlier on. The revenue is going to come from sponsors. That's it. It won't be fans. Fans will not travel two times, five times, like you said, five times a season abroad to go and see a team that they could wait two or three years to go and see in the Champions League. They would not want to travel how many miles, a significant amount of miles just to go and see. It's basically like traveling from Newcastle to Port Vale. It's yeah. it is shit because that's it's like that like the miles between them clubs yeah I'm taking this out of context a bit is a lot but then if you want to make that a bigger problem you're taking it from Liverpool to Inter Milan as an away day away day it's not even a special like Champions League semi final or something it's in a it's a normal away day for the fans they will not be paying it and like I was saying earlier for the it'll be sponsors. 
this corner will be brought to you by, I don't know, Shell Petrol. I don't know. It's an example <laughs> like that. But you, you know where I'm coming from. It's like this, like Derby, like every single team has substitutions and they brought to you, like Derby have Ron Brooks to- Toyota. That's fine. That is completely fine. Players are sponsored. Um, and then, yeah, the players are just sponsored by if they come on. Foul, like fouls, free kicks, penalties, hitting the wall, goal, goalkeeper saves, substitutions. They will all be sponsored. All oh, of them yeah, will be sponsored in some shape, some shape like it will. It will be stupid. It will be ridiculous. And I don't, I don't agree with it. I do not agree with it all. Since it came out last night and I've been reading up on it for today's podcast, I've just been nothing but just upset. It has ruined the game and it's just fucked it. Yeah. And I think it's one thing, you know, saying you want, a new competition and that's fair enough but you know when I was reading earlier I think it, it got dismissed as a quote but players taking part in this could possibly be banned from playing for the national team yeah. if I was a player for example Harry Kane at Tottenham I know he might leave this summer but if I was Harry Kane at Tottenham and Tottenham said to me we're taking part in this, uh, this new Euro League but you're not going to be able to play for England. I would turn around and just rip up the contract and just leave. Mm. Just like Jose I mean, Mourinho. Yeah. I mean, I know like it's probably not going to happen. They're probably not going to get banned from playing international football. But the fact that do, do players really want to go and not have an international career because they want to play in a a league where it's only the elite clubs that's what it goes back to it that is what the champions league is not just that fa cup you fa cup you you'll have man man united liverpool arsenal tottenham man city liverpool if i've mentioned them they will all go to a smaller league team as an away day a thousand fans in that away end that's how much it will be capped off as it will be it would be ruining it. Like, I would, if I was a top six team fan, I would not like to go to like PSG every other week. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Yeah. Like, this is the thing going back to it again with the Champions League. You, near enough, you're with different teams in that group every season. You know, not, not every fan is going to go away every, every few weeks to watch the Champions League, but. You're experiencing, it's like the FA Cup, for example. You're you're going to new ground, you're seeing new teams, you're visiting new places, but you're not doing it every week, which is why it's special. Mm. You, it's not a normality to do that. It's not it's normal not. for Liverpool to play. It's not normal. It shouldn't be normal unless Barnet are in the Premier League. It shouldn't be normal to see the 12 elite European clubs playing each other week in, week out. It shouldn't be a normality. It should be a specialty. Mm. It should be viewed as something that you have to build for and earn. You have to earn it. You you don't just get a a right to be there because a lot of the teams in it 
haven't been successful recently. No. They haven't. So why why in there? Man City is really the only team in there that I think you at this moment in time, along with Real Madrid, maybe Barcelona, that you can consider an elite football team. Exactly. Exactly. They're the only the only three clubs each season winning consistently winning trophies, whether it's league cups, Champions Leagues, you know the league titles. They're the teams winning it. I know Juventus have won however many Scudettos in the last few years, but you know your teams like Liverpool. They won the Champions League. They won the Premier League. That's it like 10 years 15 mm. years exactly okay yeah they might be successful now but being successful now means that they've earned the right to be there be in mm. the Champions League exactly. just because they've been successful for three years doesn't mean they've earned the right to be in a new Super League mm. why is that fair on, on other teams that are building to get there it's not fair it's, at all it's some of, some of the biggest clubs in this country aren't in the Premier League. Mm, exactly. But they're not financially viable to these TV companies or they're not seen to bring in enough revenue or they're not big enough for TV games. Mm. They, don't want, they don't want a piece of it. You know, people... Derby versus Forest is one of the biggest derbies in the UK along with the Steel City derby, you know. Yeah. Rangers, Celtics, another one. But they're not focused on that. Is Man United, Man City yeah. this? Tottenham Arsenal. Them games are absolutely shit to watch. Exactly. They're shit to watch. Because it's not a like it's not an old school derby anymore. Mm. Because it's been that televised and that it's like it's not a game of football anymore. It's just a, a, an average game. You know, the fans, like Arsenal fans, you see an Arsenal fan TV and stuff, they're still so passionate about it. Mm. But when you go to, when you watch Derby Forest, the players know it means something, the fans know it means something, the coaches know it means something, the owners know it means something. In the Premier League, you don't get that level of commitment, of, like, it's just pride to be in that situation. There mm. isn't that anymore. Mm. And there won't be that in this new Super League either. No. At all, at all. So uh, I, just, I just want to move on to uh, some more Twitter views. So if you'd like to read out some Twitter views, Nathan, because I just have to quickly assault I'm a dog. Um, I've got a review of one of my good friends, Taylor, on Twitter. Um, and he says that there's two parts to this story. One, money, fairly obviously, but two, the big six clubs are losing their big six status. The gap between them and teams like Leicester are closing season by season, so they're doing this so that that status doesn't get taken away mm. from them. And I feel like he's a hundred percent correct in saying that. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like the top, the big big six are threatened now. They're threatened because they know that teams like Leicester have transformed into arguably, if they carry this on and keep being consistent, they're going to be part of the big six. Mm. Tottenham Tottenham have not been part of the big six for a long, long time. 
no. Arsenal haven't been part of the big six for a long, long time. No. It's it it like it's they feel threatened and mm. they think that by by going into this new league and it's just the best of the best. Oh, everyone wants some of that. Everyone wants the best of the best, but not if it's becoming a normality. Not if it's something that because we all know now that they're not doing this out of a passion for football. They're doing mm. it out of a passion for making money. Exactly. That quote that was said, I would be, if, you know, if Mel Morris said that, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, that's Derby's owner. That's if he minute. said that, if he said that, I would be disgusted, mate. Oh, yeah. I would be like, I wouldn't want to go. Because mm. he's not, he doesn't care about the club. The same way that they don't care about the well-being of football. And it's, it's it's sad to think that there's that much power that comes with that much money that you can just undermine the whole whole European football group completely. Um, mm. Ben on Twitter as well said that uh, this is both the best and worst thing to happen to football at the same time. Football back to how it should be however much less money from Sky, etc., for the teams who haven't jumped ship. Mm. So I was reading last night, if these top six teams get booted out, the top six finish in the championship will all go up, which I think is absolutely typical. Like the one, yeah. one year that Derby don't finish in the top six, top six will probably go What's up. That Derby, Derby finishing in top six for like the past. Obviously, don't count this year, last year, year before. Um, obviously due to coronavirus over two seasons or three years but if you take it back to like the Frank Lampard era of Derby um, yeah <laughs> it's the most typical Derby thing to do to finish top six under McLaren Rowett Clement and then all of a sudden go to where are we 21st 20th yeah it is stupid to think that our club has missed out on that. Yeah. <laughs> and Barnsley, out of everyone who were fighting, were they in the chat? Were they in the championship last season? Yeah, I think they, they survived on the last day. I think they got yeah, a they point did. at, at yeah, Brentford or beat yeah. Brentford and, and that was stayed it. up. They beat, they beat Brentford, didn't they? And stayed up. But yeah, they were literally 21st last season. And now they're sixth and they're flying and they've beat Derby this season. Like, I was impressed with them as well, I have to say. I think they've earned oh yeah. the right to be in the top six. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say top six. I'll say top ten at least, but that's my view. <laughs> but then it's like when you look at that, you know, you've got Norwich going up. If the top six do go up, you've got Norwich, Watford, Swansea, Brentford, Barnsley, mm. Bournemouth. They go up. Now you're looking at next season. It's like what Ben said about money from Sky. The, the fans of these clubs are obviously going to pay to see these clubs play in the pre-league. Mm. But you're going to lose out on a lot of, of money and revenue if these big six teams leave. Mm. And I feel like this is where the argument comes from that they are... Because you have to be honest, they're an integral part of football within this country. Yeah. Because they're the money makers. Yeah. When you go, you know, you go abroad, 
you go to somewhere like i don't know asia for example you go to japan you're not going to walk around and see people repping like crystal palace shirts yeah like they're all in the top six shirts because they're the clubs that are out there that make the money that are the biggest in the world yeah which is if, if we're looking at it from if we're playing devil's advocate and we're looking at it from a positive point of view in terms of the super league you can sort of see why they want to do it because mm. teams abroad uh, people abroad fans abroad yeah yeah like if you look at like man united for example one of the biggest teams in the world the fan base that they have at that club is ridiculous you know, you, all over the world, you say Man United. Yeah, I know Man United. Oh, I love Man United. What about Blackburn? Who? <laughs> exactly. Derby? Like, Who? Yeah, it, they're not going to know the smaller clubs. They're not no. interested in the smaller clubs. So in some ways, yeah, it might be difficult for, you know, the diehard fans, the week-in, week-out fans. Yeah. But the fans, all the armchair fans all abroad... They're going to love it. They're going to think, oh, who are we playing this week? Oh, Barcelona. Oh, we get to Lionel Messi playing at Old Trafford. That's, that shouldn't be the case. Do you know what I mean? That shouldn't be... That's just, that's just made me upset you just said that. that is just, <laughs> that's made me fuming. That has so, oh. Because they're, like, fair play to them, right? I mean, big shout out to, to Lee from Korea who sports Derby. Legend. Yeah, absolute legend. They're like he's so passionate about Derby from so far away, and mm. I, I feel like there's other fans like that, for example, in Korea or in Japan, who are really passionate about the club but can't go obviously because of thousands of miles away. But then there's them groups that are just doing it for the sake of it. So yeah. I feel like more of an overseas audience might be in favor of it, but again, like it shouldn't be like that. It should be considered as a fan base as a whole, mm. regardless if you live in London and support Man United, if you live in Manchester and support Man United, if you live in China, Japan, South Korea, it's a fan base. Mm. The fan base is not being considered. The fan base is just numbers on a piece of paper to them. It's literally more zeros on a bank statement. Yeah. That's all they're considered as, which is in some ways why I'm glad that we, like me and many others support teams that aren't like that. Because mm. you all aspire to be you know, the best of the best and you, you want to play European football. But then you've got teams like us who are week in, week out, losing, drawing against teams you wouldn't expect us to lose against. Yeah, exactly. But you still have that same diehard love. Oh, yeah. It's still there, regardless. We could be in League One next season. I'm still going to go. I am. Because love a League lo- One away day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you talk about, we talk about it now, and we're like, oh, I love League One. If we get relegated at the end of the season, it's going to be shit, mate. But, oh, yeah. It'll be shit for our club finance-wise and yeah, just but in general. You know then that it's going to be a bunch of people that care about the club that are going to be at the club. I'd rather be sat with 12,000 fans who are generally there to watch Derby in League One against Sunderland, your Portsmouths, your whatever. 
And we could uh, be going to Plymouth Argyle next year, mate. Exactly. I'd rather go to Plymouth than play them twice a season than go exactly. and play Madrid twice a season. And people might be like, oh, you're fucking stupid then. Why wouldn't you want to play Madrid? Why would you want to go like, to the Bernabeu? Because yeah, it, it gets boring. It's not going to change. The, the, the format of this league doesn't change. It's two groups of 10 and you play each other in that. You play each other twice. Yeah, why wouldn't you like to go and stand in an away end with a fat bloke called Keith next to you? Uh, we're holding a pie and some fucking roast potatoes with his lager. I exactly. love that. Exactly. No, but, but if you go to the Bernabeu, you'll be sat next to a fan wearing the whole gear, shin pads and whatnot, under armour, I don't know, with his cap on, with his backpack on. But all, all of a sudden, you look at him and he's foreign. He's from your Koreas. He's from your Japans. He's from your like countries like that where they only come over to support big teams. You don't, you don't see that. Obviously, we've got Lee, who is an absolute fucking legend. And he come, he's, he's seen a couple of derby games. He's come over and watched us. Like That is what you call a diehard abroad fan, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's... I don't know how to put it in, in brief terms, but it's finances, mate. Yeah. COVID, I don't think for one, this would have happened if COVID, COVID hadn't. Yeah. I think the losses, the losses made from COVID are a big, big, big factor in this decision. Mm. But at the same time, why, instead of prioritizing yourself, why do you not think, to, to grow and the Premier League is already pretty big but grow the Premier League grow the Champions League why do you have to create a break-off league that nobody wants and everyone's against to benefit yourself exactly why can, why do you have to be so selfish to the point where it's all about you I understand mm. it from a business side of things you don't want to lose money you want to get as much as you can but it's not about a club. It's a football as a whole. Mm. Football within England and football within Europe. I mean, if this goes ahead and all these teams are banned from the Champions League, well, they can't play Champions League anymore. You're going to be seeing teams like Leeds back in the Champions League. There's only two seasons ago, we beat Leeds at Ellen Road and got to the player final and now mm. they're playing the Champions League. And we're near League One. Exactly. And I mean, Leeds have deserved it. Yeah. They've been a bit sketchy at times, but they've deserved it. Maybe not deserved Champions League, but they've deserved the place where they are, are in the Premier League. Mm. If these clubs leave and they get Champions League, their fans are going to be loving it. Mm. Exactly. I, mean, I, remember, I remember when Leeds got to, to the Champions League semi-finals. Mm. That's, that is passion. That is what it's about. Leeds United getting to the semi-final Who's of against? the Champions League. I'm not sure who it was against. Um. It's like with Fulham in the Europa League. Mm. Um, they beat Juventus, I believe it was, something like 4-1. Yeah. And got either to the final or semi-final. That's not normal. That's not, that's special. That's hard work, determination and aspiration to be there, to mm. be at a point where you can safely say, yeah, I've, I've worked my arse off and I've done it. Mm. Exactly. Not, oh, not, oh, let's just sit and fuck about in the Premier League all season because I might not qualify for Champions League, 
but at least I'm in this new league and I'm getting 300 million quid in my bank account. Mm. It's not it's not right. It's not fair. I just, like, like, moving on from that point, it annoys me how you were class, yeah, in the, in like the past four, six, four years, five years, you would class Arsenal, Tottenham as a top six. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't class them as a big six from the past couple of seasons. No, not I would class Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leicester, and likes of Everton. Yeah. Yeah, Everton's had a shit, shit couple of seasons so far, but this is like the only good season they've had in like seven, six years. And um, yeah, it's just teams like that. I don't believe that just because of their name. It's just it's just because their name, mate. It's all because of their name, all because of the owners and the name. That is it. That is it about uh, Tottenham and not Arsenal. They have not done anything uh, for like the past seven, eight years. Nothing. Like Tottenham, what have they won? The Audi Cup? Like what the fuck's that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any Tottenham fans out there, but you can agree with me. What the fuck is the Audi Cup? It I mean, is like, shocking. It's like Arsenal, mate. Arsenal could still finish bottom half of the Premier League this season. Mm. Behind West Ham, Leicester, Leeds. Exactly, exactly. And they'll still get it. Possibly Aston Villa, but they can still go and participate in it. Mm. They're shit. They're awful. They celebrated a 97th minute winner against fucking Fulham the other day. Equaliser, wasn't it? Equaliser. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, equaliser. <laughs> sorry, I got ahead of myself there. But yeah, it's like taking a couple seasons back as well uh, on like the finance bit. Um, they played like Chelsea and Arsenal played in the Europa League final, didn't they? It was in Qatar and they only allowed 4,000 fans from each side to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think it was in Baku. Yeah, Baku, that was it. And you're looking at it and you think, why? Why would you put that in Azerbaijan? Why is it in Azerbaijan? Who's what? What fan is sitting in their home in London thinking, "Oh, fucking hell, Stacey, I can't wait to go to Azerbaijan next week." Exactly. Nobody, nobody, beautiful, beautiful accent, by the way. Cheers. <laughs> you, you don't want it. There was outrage then that it was in Baku. Mm. How are these people going to feel going to Reno? Watch Juventus go in Madrid every week. Mm. And then as well, you've got like five other teams involved and three other qualifying teams from different countries. Yeah. Or why? Mm. It's ridiculous. It is blatantly stupid. The whole thing in general is stupid. Now, you could ask any football fan across the nation, they will they will disagree. They will disagree on this behalf of the ESL, um, the Champions League, the Premier League. They will all disagree on what's happened in the past 24 hours. They were all, it all started with Gary Neville coming out and saying that interview, like I said earlier on in the podcast, that that's what started it all. His his um, take on the whole situation, he, he, he made it simple for fans to understand. And it was like, yeah, do you know what? He's right for once. Fucking Gary Neville's <laughs> right for once. <laughs> like tonight, I'm going to be watching the Monday Night Football 
And I can't wait because it's Carragher and fucking Neville. And I can't wait to watch it. I just think as well, it, it, it tells you something that every single league, as well as FIFA, as well as UEFA, have come together as a whole, done a joint statement mm. and said how, how much they're against it. And you've got, to, you've got to understand it from the club's perspective, making losses, you're not making enough money, et cetera, et cetera. But these owners aren't poor. No. They're just tight. They don't want to put more money into a club if they don't have to, mm. which is exactly, it's exactly why they're doing this. They can go into a league. They don't have to pay for anything. They go in there, 300 million quid, covers the wages for the season. They don't have to pay anything then. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, Har- easy. Yeah, Harry Kane, if you're watching, um, Eric Alonso will give you a phone call soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep keep an eye out, mate. Yeah, keep an eye out, Harry Kane. Um, but yeah, all in all, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. And when it does mm. develop, I feel like we should do another episode to talk about what's gone on since it's it kicked off yesterday. Yeah, we'll record one in a week's time when we, we'll get Corey on. We'll get Corey yeah, on. Yeah, we'll to get Corey his on. Views, who's a Liverpool fan. He will explain, because obviously he's been absolutely distraught. He, last night, I was playing, obviously it's off topic, but we was playing on, online together on Xbox. And he was, I could tell, he was really angry last night. He he was, we, we would usually stay on till about two, three o'clock in the morning, just having fun. He came off at 11, like, about 11 o'clock. Basically saying, yeah, I'm going to come off as an early night. I just can't be asked. And then I have a look on Twitter 20 minutes later and he's kicking off. <laughs> like, that is Corey for you. And I forget on his podcast, that was, he, he'll kick off all the time and it will be, make a brilliant episode. So, yeah, we'll try and get him on next uh, thingy uh, next Monday. Yeah, we'll get him on. We'll get him on next Monday and we'll talk about it again when there's been a few more developments. But as well, I think the Bundesliga and the German teams have all come together and basically said how much they detest this idea as well, which I think is saying something because yeah, the forgot, size of... forgot about uh, Bayern Munich and... The, the, size of Bayern, the size of Bayern Munich and Dortmund, they could add so much to that, this ESL, the new, mm. su- the new Super League. They could add so much. Exactly. But these clubs are fan-owned. Yeah. They don't, they don't want it. No. They're, these clubs are by the people for the people they're not like arsenal whose owner bought quoting dt here bought a ranch bigger than birmingham yeah they're not like that they're they're more than anything they're people who have the same love for football that the fans do and they want no part in it i mean i I wish to psg saying no because they're corrupt as fuck but the fact that they've said no tells you how bad this idea could be. Exactly. They're an integral part of French football and they've said they don't want to do it. And fair play to them, fair play to, to Bayern and Dortmund as well and to Porto because they've said no as well. Yeah, talking talk about PSG though, if this whole thing happens in like a couple of weeks' time, apparently it said PSG will be crowned champions of the Champions League. And uh, all the yeah, players. I saw, 
I saw that. I saw it that about because obviously the the clubs have left the European Football Association or something that they could be kicked out of this year's in Champions League. Mm. And if I if I was UEFA, I would do it. Yeah. If these clubs have intentions of breaking away and they've been told no, but give they're going to do it anyway, give it. give it PSG. They've earned it just as much as anybody else. Champions League finals this last season, yeah, they got unlucky, lost 1-0. And then uh, this year, they've done brilliant, knocking out Bayern Munich. They knocked out Bayern Munich. Exactly, yeah. Who beat them in the, in the final last season. Yeah. And like, like saying about it as well, like, they, they, I saw something yesterday, it was like, every single player... Uh, Participate. I can't say the word, mate. Participated. Oh, I said it. Participating. There we go. I got it. (laughs) In the um, in like the Super League, that they'll be banned from playing in future Euros and future World Cups. That, on a whole, is the ridiculous, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard as a football fan. Not letting English players, French players, Italian players, uh, Spanish players not play for the national team that that's i'm not being funny if i was a footballer i'd work my absolute bollocks off yeah. to go from let's say start from a low league team make way it's up like, to like vardy and it you use vardy exactly. as a prime example Var, jamie vardy played for fleetwood fleetwood um gone to leicester for a million back in 2014 um was it 2014 or was it earlier? I think it was a bit earlier. Like a bit early, yeah, a bit 2011, early. something like that. And uh, he went there, did fucking brilliant, got them promoted. Pro- arguably the best striker we've seen in a couple of seasons in the Prem. Yeah, I'll say so. I'll say he's up there. He is unreal. Apart from ha- you like some Harry Kane, Aguero, Jamie Vardy is up there. And... Uh, yeah, coming from my point again, if I was a player and then I worked my fucking ass off, just like Jamie Vardy to get to the England national team, just for a top six team to go, yeah, sorry, we're we're making a new league. We're we're not allowing you. We're not allowing you to go play for your national team just because we've made this thing for money. I tell I'll tell them there and then, rip up my contract. I'd rather go play for a championship team that will the fans will love me, the owners will love me. I could play good football, travel across England, don't have to travel internationally. And I'd still be able to play uh, English football. You would. Yeah. You would, yeah. because it's the championship. Championship players I, will get more of a chance. Yeah, and I, I think this is the thing as well. I think it's it, it's down to the clubs taking part now to decide, well, we've been told that if we break away, we're banned from domestic leagues, domestic competitions, our players could possibly be banned from playing internationally. Mm. Because I, I feel as though if... These teams do it and they take part, even if people have said no, and they go and make this new league. And all of a sudden, UEFA or FIFA turn around and say, well, you know what? You've done this. We've told you no. Now that anyone who plays in this competition is banned from international football, Mm. players at these clubs then are going to want to leave. Mm. Ronaldo is not going to want to be banned from international football at 35 years of age, 36 years of age. He's not, he's not going to want it. The same way right. that if if Man City go in it, Sterling, I'm pretty sure Sterling would still want to play for England. Foden, and just beginning, he'll want to play for England. It's ridiculous. I don't think it will get to the stage where we'll be handing out bans to players. 
no. internationally for doing this, but the threat of it is is quite scary in a way because I feel like if I was a player at a club right now and my team were doing this, I would be worried about what the future holds for myself mm. in terms of am I going to be able to play international football? Am I going to be a Premier League player? Am I going to be a Super League player? Mm. Like, it goes back to it again. Players join big clubs because they want to play, they want to win titles and they want to play Champions League football. If you're ripping that away from clubs, not ripping, you're taking that away from a club because they've had a breakaway league. It's just another league. Like, it's exactly like, the way the thing I can compare it to is the MLS, yeah. right? You have your Eastern and your Western Conference, and then there's playoffs, and then the winner of the playoffs wins the whole thing. Yeah. So it's exactly, it's the same, it's similar format to the MLS. You have your two divisions, you go through, knockout rounds, final, whoever wins the final, wins the whole thing. Exactly. That doesn't, it doesn't represent any form of, like, technical ability into yes the te- the best teams will go through but the team that finishes top in one league and top in the other league could get knocked out by fourth place because they have a world of a game yeah and then what you you, you fucked it then you're gone you're out exactly. it's not like it's not like the premier league where you could look like liverpool last season for example or the season before when they lost three nil to watford but still went and won the Premier League. It, it's it's a joke, mate. And I feel like they're making a joke out of football by doing it. Mm. And uh, I've got another point here from Twitter from Amelia Badger. Oh, Badger. And, uh, Badger. She said, all the teams that are in the Super League are supposedly playing for their domestic leagues. It would just make the game dull as the same teams win the league over and over due to having 3.5 billion to spend on whoever they want. Uh, players uh, will only want to play for the clubs involved because of the massive wages. And then blatantly, she said, awful. And She's right, mate. She is 100% right. See, if, if, they're, if they're still allowed to play in their domestic leagues, so like your La Ligas, um, obviously your Premier Leagues, and they have that money sat in the bank just because they've joined this new league. It's it's ridiculous because it's, a, it's an unfair financial advantage. It is because you have um here's an example Newcastle, Mike Ashley the prick, he's ruined their club, he's ruined it, and they have yeah they obviously still do have money and shit, but uh, they do not have as much money as they used to. Mm-hmm. They do not yet. Yeah, who is it? Sheik, whatever his name was, who was supposed to buy Derby. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He tried to buy Newcastle. Obviously, he's the biggest fraud going. Tried to buy Newcastle and they tried to buy Derby. So, it is, honestly, they should not be allowed to play in their domestic leagues. No, Sorry. I don't, they, think, they so. I don't think so. If It's like with the Champions League, going back to it, earning your place. You earn a place, you earn the right to fight and earn extra money yeah. in a big competition. If you're giving somebody the right to go and work and fight in a Super League and guarantee the bigger clubs taking part 300 million, mm. these clubs are getting like 150 million from the Premier League. 
and then they're going to go and get 300 more million from the Super League. How is that fair? No. How is that? How does that represent equality in football? It doesn't. It, it's just making a mockery of the whole system and what football stands for as a whole. I just, it is personally this this whole situation ridiculous, and hopefully, on every single fan's behalf, it does not happen. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope the fans have been today but I hope they begin to take a stand even further I hope every single hope, fan does every yeah, single fan every fan whether they're abroad or in that city where the team is I hope that they they make their voices heard mm. more than ever before um, and I'd mate I'm praying that it just doesn't go through exactly so is coming to the end of the podcast now every every word to every fan out there who is obviously going through a tough time with their team take a stand please take a stand even if right even if you don't live near your team go to the nearest stadium of that team like let's say you live in london and you live in north london near tottenham and arsenal but you support liverpool i I, I wouldn't care. No one would care if you go in your club shirt to Arsenal and Tottenham and make a stand. No one would care because at the end of the day, everyone wants to try and make a stand. Yeah, I think this is this is where you, rivalries need to be sort of put aside. Exactly. The focus, the focus should be on football. Exactly. So I would not mind one bit if Tottenham, a Tottenham fan went to Arsenal and made a stand or Tottenham fan went to Liverpool and made a stand because at the end of the day, football's football fans, football is nothing about fans and it will just be ruined. It will be ruined. Full stop. Full stop. So moving forward, I believe we're going to come back on next Monday with Corey and discuss it. So when this goes on to places like TikTok, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube, make sure that you're leaving comments so that we can, when we come back on next week, we get a lot, no matter what team you support, whether you support a non-league team or you support the top six, get your voices heard on here. Exactly. Get your voices heard on here. Yeah, we might not be the biggest podcast. We, we are. Exactly. We are. We've only got 100 and something subscribers, man. We've only got 40 followers on uh, Spotify. But this is football fans. We're talking to every single football fan on their behalf. Get your voice heard because nothing football is nothing without fans. And the more fans come together, the more chance we have of stopping this. Exactly. Exactly. So we will be back on next Monday, hopefully with Corey. Yes. Um, and then we'll discuss some of your views that you've put in the comments or on Twitter. Uh, and hopefully by that point, we were in a bit more of a, a clearer place in regards to what's going on with this. Indeed. Uh, but a big thank you for myself and Sam for tuning in for another week. We shall be back on Saturday with, with another, another episode. episode with Cal the Dragon, part two. He's coming on Saturday. So make sure you, you tune in for that. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, uh, our opinions have not hurt anyone's feelings in the process. But uh, yeah, cheers for listening and hopefully uh, 
next Monday will be be a better episode if we have a, a better, clearer view on it. So, yeah. Cheers, everyone. And uh, see you in a bit.